Hello, and welcome to NARC. Uh, Narcissistic Abuse Recovery Collaborators, home to the website NARC Troopers, where you're going to find all of my work. It's a library with podcasts, um, YouTube videos, uh, you name it. It's all there. Today, the topic is we're going to wax philosophical and talk about um, the solipsistic narcissist, because a person with NPD possesses a schizoid core and has no concept of self. Um, so the inner landscape of a person with narcissistic personality disorder, or NPD, is a desolate, howling wilderness, a frozen world, hollow and barren, cold and dead, with no connection to reality or external figures that might imbue a flicker of warmth or life. Their schizoid core is characterized by the narcissist's struggle with forming meaningful connections and their distort distorted sense of self. Where identity and an authentic sense of self should live is replaced with arrogance, self-involvement, and entitlement, which are compensatory mechanisms that the narcissist has developed in order to replace their inner shame and trauma. The shame for narcissists is carried deep within and often impacts their feelings of worth that they cannot bring themselves to share with anyone. Since they have what is called discontinuous memory, it is even likely that they do not remember the things that happened to them in early childhood that caused such feelings in the first place. Their selective memory only remembers about 30% of the past with, you know, at least with any kind of accuracy or fidelity. And the rest is either completely erased, it is uh, rewritten, that's called revisionist history, it's um, rewritten with a new twist, or totally fabricated and confabulated out of thin air. And they believe it, <laughs> which is the amazing part. Um, and that is their reality. This crazy funhouse of mirrors and broken glass, illusions and delusions, monsters and heroes, fantasy and fiction. That is their world, and it is nothing like yours or mine. They internalize everything and everyone, so there is no true connection to external forces in the real world. This happened when they failed to achieve separation and individuation as an early childhood developmental stage that was not completed for one reason or another, usually relating back to a dead or absent mother, but that's a topic for another day. The most common reason that they could not complete this crucial stage is that at the heart of their impaired um, objects relations, it, it's because of an impaired, abusive, or absent um, caretaker. And this caretaker probably violated boundaries between, for example, a mother and a child, um, 
in ways that created a destructive obstacle to healthy stages and growth. People with NPD are known to be what in philosophy is called solipsistic. Some might even argue that they are one and the same, but the distinction between solipsism and narcissism is a subtle yet distinct thing to talk about. Briefly put, solipsism is the philo philosophical theory that the self is all that exists while narcissism is the absence of self and subsequent replacement of that absence with a false self or persona. The narcissist is a contradiction. They need people for supply and fuel, but there is no true desire or ability to connect or any ability to achieve intimacy. They need you, but they hate needing you. So what do you do when your worst enemy is your own brain? This is the narcissist's dilemma. The narcissist says, I'm invulnerable and Superman in order to ameliorate their anxiety and depression. And it's also a way to respond to their shame and trauma. And let's remember that narcissism is a reaction to trauma in a causal kind of way. This happened and as a result, as a consequence, this other thing followed. Narcissists love themselves in a grandiose infatuation with their false self, or, you know, it's not their real self, but they fail to, to uh, form any kind of real attachments or bonding to other people. Both the narcissist and the schizoid both share this quality of being incapable of attaching to another human being. They have what is called flat attachment. Flat attachment is a type of attachment style where people are incapable of bonding or empathizing with others. They commodify people and treat them as replaceable, dispensable objects. That flat attachment is common among narcissists, psychopaths, and schizoids. Um, even sometimes among those on the autism spectrum, I might add that, but um, that's also another topic. Uh, Melanie Klein, one of the uh, really big uh, people in the whole study of narcissism, she was the first to articulate splitting, which is called the good and bad breasts, you know, <laughs> good and bad breasts, splitting, uh, which is part of the childhood development. She believed that humans are born with an unintegrated ego and that they need to employ certain tools to avoid death and disintegration. The mechanism of projective identification is projected onto the bad object in early childhood, but it serves as an important purpose. It is a form of adaptation and a defense strategy to protect the image of the false self. Envy is an important factor in all of this. Both the narcissist and the schizoid are examples about how destructive envy can be to damage a person and to cause you to be less integrated. Both have arrested development due to destructive envy. 
Narcissists prefer to destroy themselves rather than allow you or anyone that they envy to feel gratified and satisfied. For example, if the narcissist harms, they can, um, they can blame others and thus not feel this, this envy because now they have been uh, brought down and reduced, thus causing them to have no reason to envy anybody. The, they uh, subsume the, the good object that they envy and internalize it so that it cannot be a source of envy. It's like disintegrated because it's incorporated into their themselves. The narcissist defends himself against rage by solipsistically claiming to be the only good thing in the world, <laughs> right? Um, in order to avoid self-destruction by their own envy, they either devalue others or they self-sabotage, one of the two. Their grandiose fantasies are the only protective barrier between them and their destructive and all-consuming envy, so that when you love them, you are getting a piece of them which provokes their wrath. Since they are detached and view themselves as superhuman, it is unacceptable to share this godlike perspective, and it's usually um, caused by a fixation on an early phase of object relations and there is nothing that can be done to change that. Um, in metaphysics, a metaphysical solipsism is the variety of idealism, which assert that nothing exists externally to this one mind, and since this mind is the whole of reality, then the external world was never anything more than an idea, and therefore it does not exist. So in the uh, epistemology, the, epistemolo the epistemological solipsism, it's a mouthful, right? Epistemological solipsism is the claim that one can only be sure of the existence of one's own mind. The existence of other people's minds in the external world cannot be ascertained for certain. It cannot be um, um, proven, I guess. In psychology, narcissistic solipsism is the idea that there is nothing outside the magical thinking of the narcissist that creates a fantasy world that is pure fiction, thus creating a delusional alternate universe where they rule supreme, untouchable, inviolate. In a culture obsessed with self-care, self-advocacy, self-realization, self-efficacy, and all of this business, we are encouraged to make ourselves the center of the universe, right? That's the world we live in. That's why narcissism is growing exponentially. And we're encouraged to focus on ourselves above everything else. So much of our society reinforces that idea, ignoring the need for selflessness, community, self-sacrifice, or any kind of altruism. We as a culture have become more narcissistic, probably, a, well, I'm not going to say what decade that I think started all this, but, you know, it has been theorized to be increasing at the same rate as obesity and diabetes. <laughs> yep. Um, so perhaps these things are all connected. I am not saying that people with diabetes or who have trouble with obesity are narcissists. That is not what I'm saying. That is a 
faulty um, equivalency, false equivalency. Um, so healthy adults submit themselves willingly to something greater than themselves. Unhealthy people don't. The narcissist cannot submit to anything greater than themselves. And that's, you know, their belief uh, in their imaginary and delusional world. They are God. And we, the ones victimized by these predatory and petulant children, we need to kneel at their altar or be cast out of paradise. You know, it is a long way down from that fantasy bubble. Trust me, I have taken that plunge. And, um, you know, when you hit the ground back in reality, that's rough. And, um, you know, we often just crash in the most devastating and deadly way. And so... Um, don't do it, guys. <laughs> so that's my little lecture for today. Hope you enjoyed that. And, you know, I'm going to go eat something because it's been a long day at work today. And I came home and recorded this for you. So I need to, I don't know, go zombie out and probably eat some sugar or something. Mm, naughty, naughty. All right. See you guys soon. Much love. Bye.